one of the things I really try to do with our customers, because I, I run into guys coming and going from sheep hunting. There's a lot of travel hubs when you go sheep hunting. If you're hunting in the Yukon, you're going to go through Whitehorse. If you go to Northwest Territories, the northern section of it, you go through Norman Walls. So you end up meeting a lot of guys at base camp. You meet sheep hunters coming and going from hunts. And I meet so many guys coming back from their first sheep hunt saying, I just wish I knew. And so what I love to do with our customers is share everything I've learned over, over my lifetime of backpack hunting and sheep hunting to make sure you guys get the most out of maybe it's a once-in-a-lifetime sheep hunt. That you don't be that guy going, I wish I knew. Mid-50s is our bread. Brought his longbow. Ten days later, he killed a ram. It was a marathon of a hunt. He came home, told me the story with a level of excitement I've never, ever heard in my dad's voice before. The one thing he said that I'll never forget, he said, don't wait. I wish I'd have started sheep hunting earlier because of how difficult and how challenging a sheep hunt can be, especially if you're going to go on a pure backpack-style hunt. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today is going to be number three of the Kuyu question and answer session with uh, the co-CEO, Brendan Burns. Brendan, how are you doing? Doing well, Jay. Thanks for having me on again. Sorry yeah, to I was super get, uh, excited. in, but traveling, so... Yeah, I know you've been busy. I was super excited to see the film come out uh, on your brown bear hunt. That was just an amazing film. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that was uh, it was last spring, um, and yeah, I was, you know, has, has uh, encouraged anybody to go watch it. But uh, as the film says, it was kind of a lifelong dream come true, something I've been thinking about for a long time. And um, yeah, just one of those bucket list type things that uh, if you that you just don't get a lot of opportunities to to do and, and that one worked out that was pretty unbelievable so it's just a just an awesome hunt and obviously getting to hunt with lance um good weather and then obviously when it ends up i don't want to be i don't want it to be a spoiler but when it ends up like it ended up uh it's pretty pretty hard to be anything but uh just absolutely grateful and happy about how it turned out brendan within that film um you had some really cool old footage um that that i thought was you know, just just unbelievable. Um, you know, you had uh, some legends of bow hunting, and talk a little bit about how. I mean, you, in the film, for everyone that has watched it, and for those that haven't, um, you know, it, you could really tell the emotion in your voice when you were being interviewed about it, and how important uh, it was to see those guys. You know, creating a dream. And fulfilling it from for themselves, but for you as a little kid, you know, basically, uh, you know, making it look possible that it could be done, and then here you went and did it. Yeah, it's a lot of it is taking inspiration from the guys that came before you. I mean, you don't see a lot of that these days. I mean, uh, between Instagram legends and people that think that hunting started with the advent of the uh, the cell phone camera, um, in re in reality, there's. There's some bad dudes that have been doing this for a long time, and uh, I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm a voracious reader. I have a heck of a library, and, and, you know, reading about these guys and seeing films and, and, and watching it. For anybody that hasn't seen it, it's, it's actually called The Footsteps of Giants. You can type it in on uh, YouTube. That's on our Kuyu YouTube channel, um, or you can go to the to Kuyu's website, um, to Kuyu.com, to Basecamp, and it's, it's on there in case you want to see it. But, um, yeah, it's just about the guys that came before you. I mean, you, there's a lot of these things that I've been able to do in, in life that if, if somebody hadn't done it, you, you wouldn't even know to, to even 
that it was a real thing. I mean, hunting brown bears with a bow, um, it's it's pretty overwhelming. And it's like you like you know I say in there like, man, how how some of those guys knew to even do it, um, and then and then seeing guys do it, being able to go like it can be done. Um, it's not going to be easy. You're gonna you're gonna have to save. You're gonna have to you know it's good. It's a, these are these are those type of trips that it takes you know it's expensive. It takes a lot of focus. You have to you have to train for it. There's there's a lot that goes into it, but it's worth it because uh, it's pretty amazing. There's, you know, if you look through Pope and Young and the number of guys that have killed big brown bears with a bow, uh, it's the list of the who's who of bow hunting. I mean, it really is. Like, there's some names in there you just like to to be in the same you know paragraph as Fred Bear and you know like Jack Brittingham and Chuck Adams, um, you know Bob Prom, some of these guys that have went up and and hunted big brown bears with a bow and and been successful. It's it's a pretty cool thing and just kind of following in their footsteps and. Um, yeah, I would encourage anybody to you know look look at uh, look at some of the guys that did it. And obviously, you know, Ray all like same thing with sheep with Ray. You know, like when you see guys that have done it, you know, forty years ago before anybody was paying attention, or fifty years ago, uh, they they were doing it for the right reasons, and and it's inspiring. Yeah, out of those clips of, of you know those older clips, was there one clip that resonated more with you? Um, looking looking at that film, I mean, it's just pretty neat as far as any one of those old clips that was like, yeah, that I got to do that. Yeah, I, mean, I remember seeing Fred Bear Theater and just going like, holy cow! Like that was it was it was incredible. But uh, I mean, for me, I, I think the best brown bear footage ever taken was Jack Brittingham's giant bear. Like it's it's literally, I, I don't think it could be any better. It's a, obviously a tremendous bear that was killed in the fall that had just eaten an entire moose. Like it's one of the biggest. It, it looks cartoonish. It's that big. But really, for me, like uh, when I was in in junior high. Chuck Adams killed what, you know, at the time was probably the biggest body bear that ever been killed. He took the correct photo of it. And like, it, it really showed the proportion. It was people that are, you know, I'm going to date myself right now, but I'm 41, um, that were in my generation would, would have, you know, was the most popular ad in the day of Super Slam and Easton and and, uh, and Hoyt. And, and it's just, it, it was just an incredible field photo. The first time you really got to see one of those things in color and go like, holy cow, like, what was he thinking? And I think... In reality, like my drive to hunt brown bear and, and to you know to do something that those guys have done is you know I really want to know how I'm going to react. Um, you you want to know what it's like, and and at the end of the day, you can think you know what you're going to react like, and everybody's got a great plan in their mind and how you're going to get it done and all that. But at some point in time, you just got to lay it down and 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 go see how you're going to react. And I know how I react now, and I'm I'm uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity. But it, it really it's about you know not thinking about it forever, and and, and you think you know how you're going to react, and you think you know how it's going to go, and uh, when you get that opportunity, really like how are you going to react? That's you know a lot of people you know you hunt brown bears because you want one of those great big mounts in your house and all that stuff, and that's all fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, I did it, and and why it drives me is like I want to know how I'm going to react. Well, it was pretty dang cool when you snuck out there and, and uh, shot that bear. It was crazy how you instantly had the instinct to just duck down. Um, and Lance was right there, obviously watching the whole thing, rifle in hand. Um, but, I mean, that bear was, what, 12 or 15 yards from you? and four, I mean, Four yards. He was done by me at four yards. Okay, I mean, the reality is, <laughs> you know, that if, if that bear saw you, he's on you. Um, and it's unreal footage, unreal. I really encourage anyone out there listening to, to go check it out. Um, 
let me ask you about when you drew back and you, you, you focused in, I mean, how laser-focused were you in reality? As laser-focused you can be, I mean, you'll see in the film, I, 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 uh, well, I wouldn't say I screwed up the day before, but I just I made a, a, a poor decision the day before to, to run after this bear instead of sand where I was at and didn't get it done. And, and so really in my mind, I just didn't want to screw it up. And I go through the same steps with whether it's a great big bull elk or a sheep or anything that's super important. Man, the la those last 10 seconds, you know, if you don't do everything right, it's not going to end well. So really it was just, you know, pick a spot, make sure you, you hit him good. I mean, that's a big, scary animal. And the closer I got to him, the scarier it was. I wouldn't say scary. Yeah, I mean, like scary, but just it, like they are, they're giant. And, and they like they walk. They don't care about anything else. They're not scared of anything. And I, I think that's the thing with a big bear like that is, they're not afraid of anything. They are that that he, he he doesn't have flight or fight. He's got fight. He will that thing right. is not scared of anything on the planet. If 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 it got injured by me or or came looking for me, like he's he's not coming. He's not going to run from me. That's that's for sure. So yeah, I mean the gravity of the situation is like you're hunting something that can't eat you. That's that's not a joke. I mean, there's a guy last year got his entire face ripped off by a brown bear in that situation. Like it it's a it's real and. Anybody doesn't think it it's uh, it it is, uh, I'd go up there and, and give it a try. But uh, yeah, I mean, you just you just want to make sure you you make the shot and you know performing under pressure and and it, it does mean a lot and it's something that I don't want to live with for the rest of my life that I missed a, one of the yeah. biggest bears in history at close range and certainly don't want that documented. Um, so yeah, just just making sure you do all take all the steps to get it done at close range and 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 make sure you kill that bear. I thought that was an interesting point in the film where Lance looks at the, you know, you got to love Lance, looks at the camera and says, I hate bow hunters. And as an outfitter, I totally understand what he's saying. And I've had guys, you know, I've, I've said some things to him. They're like, you don't like bow hunters? It's like, no, you, you don't understand what, what, I'm, what I mean and what I'm saying. To you, Brendan, when he says that on the film, what do you think he's saying? Well, he doesn't hate bow hunters. It's, it's, he hates um, it, it really boils down to, you know, I mean, there's a classic example. We got in on a giant bear, and actually, that if anybody that's watching the film, we, it's it's kind of hard to explain. But the bear that I get out on and, and don't get killed is actually one that Jason Harrison killed four days later. Um, so it's pretty cool. We know how big it was. It was a big bear. Uh, but uh, in reality, like nothing turns a ten day hunt, uh, you know, a, a, a one day hunt into a ten day hunt like a bow hunter. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a dead that was a dead bear with a gun. Um, with any art rifle client, um, and, it, and it actually put everybody in a little. There was de definitely more danger involved. That bear got three yards from me uh, at one point in time, and I just didn't have a shot. I didn't feel comfortable. One of the, one of the things I went in the hunt is I'm not going to take a shot unless it's perfect. I did not want to wound. I would rather not get a bear than wound a bear. Um, yeah. I don't want to put any, anybody else in danger. I don't want to have a, a big rodeo. You know, there's a lot of bow hunters that get mad when somebody uh, when a, when an outfitter they make a poor shot. An outfitter finishes off their bear. That, that wasn't a question for me last night. Talked ahead of time. I said, "Hey, if I screw something up, you kill that bear. Either give me the gun or kill that bear because it's on me. I don't want anybody getting mauled or have a big, you know, cluster going on. Yeah. Like, eh, if if it doesn't work out, um, <clears throat> and I think in in reality, like, it's a low percentage activity. I mean, I I was just I'm either going to kill a giant or I'm not going to get one. I I passed up four other bears. Like, I was not there to to just get a brown bear. 
I, uh, I wanted to kill a giant, and that's what you have to do. You have to be prepared to leave without one, and that can extend the hunt for an outfitter. I mean, um, yeah. you know, Lance and I are as close as you, you can get, but he, uh, he'd have traded me for any good rifle hunter right at that moment, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love Lance. I love that guy. Um, Brendan, we've had uh, two other sessions where we've done Q&As, and uh, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from uh, your willingness, uh, one, as a CEO of a company, to uh, you know, spend the time and really go over a bunch of the, um, you know, Kuyu customer uh, questions. Uh, so let's just go ahead and dive in. We've got a list here of, of questions that I want to go over with you. Um, so let's just dive into it. Uh, best base layer to hunt Ibex in Kyrgyzstan on early October? Um, okay, well, as a true base layer, I would say, and I have not been to Kyrgyzstan. Um, I did not take that trip this year. I sent some of my buddies went on it, but I would say, given the amount of travel, the lack of showering, just the overall distance and the lack of gear you're going to take, I would, I would probably say as a true base layer, I would say Merino wool, um, either 125 or 145, um, just because you're not going to be changing that much when you're overseas. I mean, you're, you're talking about a lot of travel. I think those guys said it was, it was, they left from my house, it was basically 60 hours of travel just to get there, like, you're going to get funky, um, no matter what you're in, but uh, I'd probably say um, Merino would be, be be the best base layer. Okay. First of August, Stone Sheep Hunt, Northern BC, Tiburon versus Kutana. Yeah, that's one where you're going to, you know, that's one where you're going to want to watch the weather. Um, Tiburon, if it's unusually hot, we had one a couple years ago, it was, you know, forest fires ever unusually hot. It was, you know, 70 degrees for, you know, 15 days. Like, that'd be one to take Tiburon. Um, I would maybe lean towards... Uh, the katana or the attack pan, uh, possibly even the pro, depending on if you want knee pads. But um, it really, it's just going to depend. Um, I would say it'd be a rare year that you would you would wear a Tiburon for sure on a on a stone sheep hunt. I would lean more towards katana on the on the hot end. They're they're going to be more durable, and then or attack pants are hard to beat. I I pretty much attacks my go to on a sheep hunt. Um, no, the katana's uh, more durable but less breathable. It's hard to be more breathable than the Tiburon pant. They're not like wearing, they're like not wearing pants. So uh, yeah. While we're on that, Brennan, you talk about the Tiburon, the Kutana, and the Attack, and you say that the Kutana is kind of between the Tiburon and the Attack. Um, you know, Kuyu has come out with this Kutana line, so just just to be able to kind of put it almost in a lane, so you've got Tiburon would be the lightest, most breathable. Normally, then it would be the Attack, but you're going to say the Kutana pants are going to fit in between the Tiburon and the Attack, correct? Yep. Yep, Katana falls perfectly in between Tiburon and Attack. It's a light early season pant, but it's more durable. Um, so our, our entire Katana line that we just launched is is a uh, is a spandex free stretch nylon. And so basically anything that's Katana is spandex free stretch nylon, which is designed for you know it, it's it's basically an improve an improvement in durability. Um, so anytime anytime you're going to lean towards more durable, um, the stretch nylon is going to be superior in that. So it's not. It's not really a line. The katana is a technology. It's a stretch. Okay. It's a stretch nylon. Okay. So this is something that Tore, your partners in Japan, came up and came to you guys with, and you guys have been yep. bouncing back and forth where you wanted something more durable between the Tiburon and between the, the attack. I mean, the, the the technology is in the fabric, and it goes all the way through. And we we pick 
um, the the fabric line to fall where we wanted to add into our line and where we thought there gotcha. could be an addition on durability. I mean, for example, I think every single time we've done one of these Q and A, it's been uh, is is prickly pear or what, what, what's the cat's claw going to rip it? Like yeah, the cat's katana claw, pan. Yeah. Really, the, the katana pan early season is going to be more durable than Tiburon. Like the guy that's worried about the cat's claw and that kind of stuff you guys deal with, it's a very lightweight early season pan, but it's got uh, superior durability. That's what the okay, katana so, pan would be. And so the katana pan is going to be perfect, though, for like early season elk hunting. It's going to be good for early season mule deer hunting, right? I mean, so at that point, you have the choice between Tiburon, katana, and attack on some of those early you know, elk hunting, early bear hunt, some of that stuff. But if, if you were leaning yep. towards me just a touch more durability than, say, the, the Tiburon that is, you know, super lightweight and super breathable, you're going to go just a, a step up and you're going to go with Kutana that's going to be a little more durable. But perfect for yeah, it's a lot, uh, archery. Yeah, it's a lot more durable. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. yeah, it's okay. a lot more durable. It's just it, it's built for the durability. I mean, the dot air technology in the, uh, in the Tiburon is, I mean, it, you can't get more breathable. You can't be better for hot weather than that. But... Right. There are times when um, when you're busting brush or like the cat's claw you, uh, that all those guys ask about is your, um, the, the durability is more what you need. Okay, and so would you say the Kutana has, uh, is more durable than the Attack or similar? Um, it's different. Um, yeah, I would say it's uh, the face is slightly more durable, I would guess. It doesn't have the stretch of the, of the um, Prideflex um, poly. So it's just okay. it's just different, um, and and again you're gonna, um, I, as, I guess as uh, coming from the company, I think you're probably gonna need them all. You, you, we don't add things <laughs> in just to add. We we don't we really don't add things in just to add them in to for a new pant. Like it really falls into a lane where you can find yourself in any given year in a hunting situation where you need, you know, a Tiburon pant, a Katana pant, an Attack pant, or a Pro, depending on if you want knee pads, uh, a stretch woven. Um, or whether you need a you know a soft shell later in the season, it, it falls into a lane that we felt like we were missing a missing a pant. Yeah, I mean it seems like early season coos deer, some of the early season mule deer stuff. It sounds like that kutana is going to be perfect. Let's jump to the next question. Kutana uh, best for a, a, az prickly brush. I think what they mean is the uh, cat claw. You know, I would say, Brendan, I'll let you answer. I mean, nothing is really made for Arizona cat claw. I mean, that stuff is nasty, nasty, nasty. Um, so at, at some point, you have to have a give and take. You could wear a, you know, double-kneed Carhartt pant that, yes, you can bust through that brush, but you're going to chafe, you're going to sweat, they're going to be hot. So, I mean, it, you know, I'm curious what's your thoughts. You've seen some of that uh, cat claw down in Mexico yes. when you're deer hunting with me. Yeah, the katana, it's, it's pretty damn durable. I, I think uh, it's the best we make for that particular situation, right? That early early season durability, um, I think they'd be pretty happy with it. Um, yeah. Okay, sounds good. Uh, next question, what are the differences between Yukon and Kutana rain gear? Which one to get? Um, I wish I had more detail as to what they were doing. So the, the Yukon... Um, the Yukon is meant as like a dual purpose, like standalone. It's it's incredibly durable. It's obviously heavier. Um, your Yukon jacket and pant would double. Like you wouldn't take an extra jacket with that. That that is that is your outer jacket. You wear that, and it also is waterproof when it's raining. Now the the Katana rain gear that we just came out with is designed to be a, a, a more durable backpack rain gear. It's a little more feature rich. It's got um, pockets on the pants. Um, it's it's got uh, it's got a slightly it's got a different membrane. Um, 
it, you know, it's a little going to be a little better for like bust and brush, heavy contact type stuff. Um, <clears throat> it's it's our it's our most durable backpack rain gear. It's not going to be as quiet as the Chugach, um, and, and again, it just really depends on what your what application you're you're using it in. The Yukon would be um, the heaviest, most durable. Obviously, if you're looking for durability, your backpacking, I would go with Kadana. If you're like moose hunting in Alaska late and you're wearing it all the time, I'd probably go with Yukon for. Um, but it's they're 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 definitely different. Um, okay. Okay, so the Kutana, though, is going to be a heavier-duty uh, feel to it than the Chugach, but it's not going to be the quote-unquote bomb-proof of the Yukon, correct? I mean, the Yukon yeah, is like the most durable, busting through the willows, you know, moose hunting, and the Kutana is going to be more for lightweight backpacking, uh, heavy durability compared to the Chugach, but not as heavy as the Yukon. Correct. Yeah, and the Chugach is going to be the Chugach has more stretch. It's going to be a little quieter. Um, like this, you know, for example, this summer I, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Katana on this grizzly bear hunt I'm going on here in in a week, and then this summer I'm on the Northwest Territories. I'll take Chugach, and then I have a a glacier hunt in August where I'll be taking uh, Katana again. So it just depends on what you're doing. Um, it depends. You know, it, it it really I'm probably not doing a great job of explaining it. I uh, um, but it's it's uh, yeah just. You know, we have the, the North Ridge is kind of your incidental emergency type rain gear that you don't use all the time. Right. You want to have a great set with you. And your Chugach and Katana are two different types of backpack rain gear. Obviously, the Katana has, you know, a few more pockets, double chest pockets, all that kind of stuff. And then the Chugach is as minimal it gets backpacking rain gear. going to be a little quieter for the bow hunter. Okay. And you, you uh, going to be just the most durable, just bomber. So, Right. Where does the new Fleece 260 fit in with the 240? Same wind resistance, just warmer? Question mark. So the new 260 is a hybridized um, mid-layer. It's our heaviest weight hybridized mid-layer. It's, it's, it's different than the 240. The 240 is a, a, a full zip, and it's got uh, a, a, it, it's a dual layer, and it's got act wind in between. So the 240 is going to be more wind resistant. The 260 is heavier duty, going to be warmer. And it's a pullover. It's got zippered hand pockets. It's got a, a large pass-through kangaroo-type pocket. Like a, it's like a technical um, uh, hoodie. Um, it's, uh, it's, got a, it's hybridized with high-loft fleece, and it's got a, a lighter fabric that is um, under the arms and on the back where you'd carry a pack. The, the new strong fleece, is, it's, it's more water-resistant and durable on the face. Um, and, the, you know, again, the 240 is, is going to be a little more... Uh, wind resistant and is going to be, and it's a full zip. So, okay. Recommendation for hot California A zones. I assume they're talking about blacktails. You know, I'm not. There's definitely some guys at our office that would be more qualified to answer this, but I, I would probably say the Tiburon Pan, the 118 Peloton, our, our lightest stuff um, would be. Yeah. It's that's what I wear when I'm down there at the office uh, when it's that hot in summertime. So pretty hard to beat that yeah, in, in hot weather and i think that starts in july so i think that would be i would yeah. i would definitely second that yeah okay. our, our, our guy in the, our guy in the office todd is uh is a black tail killing machine and he uh i think that's his go-to so uh this comes in not a question just want to say the talus pants are the best spring bear pants ever thank you 
It's awesome. I love them too. They're great. <laughs> uh, talk about the Talus a little bit. With the, it's another one of the hybrid pants, and it's got the waterproof on the rear and waterproof uh, uh, from about the knee down, and that's more of a mid, mid to late season pant, correct, Brendan? Yeah, it's a hybridized pant, and it's, it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of like mid mid quad, like down at the top of your quad. Is it's it's waterproof. It's got knee pads. It's it's waterproof from like your about four inches above your knee down in the front, um, and everywhere else, and, and it's waterproof on the seat. Um, and then everywhere else, it's uh, it's a little heavier version of the attack pant fabric. So it's got great stretch and moves really well, and it's it's waterproof in the spots that you need it, and it's got stretch and and a lot of freedom of movement where where you where you don't. Great. Would you see, yeah. um, Brendan, would you see the Talus coming in uh, in some of those Montana elk hunts, maybe uh, Colorado elk hunts, when it kind of starts getting towards the end of archery season at the end of September, uh, early October, when you potentially have those rainstorms and such where you want to have that uh, waterproof, you know, from, from quad down, but you also want to have the breathability of, of the other material and the ventilation with the side vents? I mean, is, is that also a perfect fit for the Talus pant? Yeah, I, I've started the last couple of years. I, in fact, the first pair we were ever testing, I, I don't know if you remember, but I was wearing them on that, that hunt um, when you and I were helping uh, Jason with uh, trying to kill that trident bull, and it got pretty nasty. Yep. Um, yeah, and I start wearing them in, like, early October here in Montana, and it's kind of go-to for me on uh, until you switch over to, like, an Axis or a Guide, a straight socks, soft shell. But uh, it's a great pant for that kind of weather where you just don't know what you're going to get, but you're probably going to see the nastier side of it every day. Um, and, it's, and it's consistently a little colder than, uh, than the early season. But the, and you bring up the axis, the axis is going to be when it's all like those conditions where we had those days where it was just snow, you know, snow, 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 you're going to go with the axis because it's going to be a warmer pant um, and more of a late yeah, season a, pant than the talus. Yeah, it's, it's a soft shell, late season pant. Um, it's hybridized as well with waterproof um, from the mid thigh down, back around the calf and the butt. You know, like if you're sitting in the snow. I mean, uh, yeah, that's 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 it's a soft shell, late season soft shell, more more wind resist, resistant as well. Okay. We have a really great yeah. pant comparison guide. I'll point out, like, on a, if, if if anybody's confused by this, and obviously we don't really prep these ahead of time, like like, we, but uh, yeah. we have a great pan comparison guide on com if you want to go check them out and it lays them out by season how they kind of how they lay out with the, with each other yeah it is awesome okay uh how do you set the bootstrap on the yukon gators how high for ideal use i'm assuming that he's talking the ins the ins the step on your insole or your uh when you're i would step. assume so i would i would assume yes Okay. Well, how I do it is I uh, I undo that strap totally when I'm first setting up my uh, my gator, and then I uh, I get the gator fitted over the top of my boot. I get the, the the lace hook as far down as I can get it, and then I run the strap under. Now, one one thing I do run into a lot is the buckle always goes on the outside on a gator. I hate to say that, but I see it all the time with our gators and lots right. of different gators. I mean, because you're gonna they basically gonna have. Inside or uh, the, they have they them basically on, have them on wrong side. Yep, correct. So it's yeah, it's designed for that to be on the outside. And so when you run that strap underneath it, like underneath the middle of your boot, and come up in the into the buckle, uh, what you want to do is tighten that buckle down to where it's going to be pretty snug. You, ours will be just about watertight um, around the boot. That's what you want. But so you can get 
you can get them on and off without ever taking that off again. And then what you want to do is make sure that that buckle is not too low. Some guys will tighten that. They'll set it too low, and you'll you'll put that buckle to where it's obviously you're stepping on rocks or moving around, or and uh, and you can you can wear through the buckle. But I, I set it you know above the mid the the in the midsole, um, so it's kind of up against your boot and and nice and tight going around, and then and you just set it and leave it. And so then you just rip them open when you're done, and and uh, feed them over your over your boot the next time you use it. But Takes a little, takes a little uh, fine tuning to get them fit perfect to begin with, and then you should never have to mess with them again. Okay, just ordered Kutana stretch woven pant. How will they compare to my Kibberons uh, in Arizona? We kind of covered yeah, that. I'll more, let you kind of hit yeah, it more again. Durable, more durable, less breathable, falls perfectly in between the Tiburon and the attack pant. Um, fills a hole right there. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Any word on Keku bags? They are coming back in stock in early August, and uh, we have a couple of uh, really cool enhanced design features that are added in on the, on the new ones. Awesome. Good. Those are awesome bags. Uh, where is the Tiburon long sleeve hoodie, and when are 38-inch inseams coming? Um, the pant are in the works. I don't have an exact date on the long on the long pants. Um, we do not have a Tiburon long sleeve hoodie in the works. We have something far better in the works, and you'll just have to wait uh, on the details of that. And just to just to be clear, Brennan, when you say the 38 inseams are coming, are 38 inseams coming in all pants? I think they're 37 with a two with a two inch with the ability to lengthen them by two inches, but um, yeah, I believe they're 37, um, but they okay. are they are coming. Okay. And I can uh, on the next one I do I'll I'll have a date on that or or a time time frame. Okay. I think your buddy Craig sent that one in. He's okay. he's hit me up a couple times about him. <laughs> his his legs he's he's like six foot three, but his legs are like someone that's seven foot four. Um, world's smallest torso and and long legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, yeah. <laughs> Okay, next question. Is the new 260 warmer than the 240? Um, yes, the 260, uh, and again, we'll go over this again. It's a hybridized heavyweight mid-layer. Um, the difference is it's it's a pullover. Um, it's got zippered hand pockets. It's, like I said, it's got the large pass-through kangaroo pocket. Um, it's hybridized with a high-loft fleece. Um, it's going to be more water-resistant and a more durable face. Um, the 240 again. It's a it's a full zip. It's going to be more wind resistant, but it's going to be lighter. Um, has a act wind windproof layer in between the in between the fabric. So both you know again one being a full zip, one being a pullover. Um, and the hybridized 260 again. It's it's going to be high loft fleece on the front and top of shoulders and the back and underarm where it's uh, where you where you need breathability and where your pack would ride. It's going to be a lighter fabric. So it's re really cool piece. What's the closest thing in the new lineups to the discontinued Alpine pants? So weight-wise, it would be the Katana pant, um, it, it, but it's going to be far more durable. Um, the Alpine would have fallen in between uh, the Tiburon and Attack as well. Um, the, it, it's got an, obviously we've enhanced the durability on the Katana. Now, if you're looking for a comparable that has a knee pad, which the Alpine used to have a knee pad, um, it would be the Pro. 
Um, the Pro right. is our lightest with the knee pad, and it's got a, a far superior knee pad than, than the Alpine design um, with the Ultra Suede. So it just, uh, yeah, it depends. If you, if, you, if you want similar to the the old Alpine with a uh, with a knee pad, that would be the Pro, but weight-wise, the Katana. Okay. Is the Kutana hybrid jacket going to be offered with a hood? Um, not at this time. Obviously, we just came out with the Strong Fleece 260, um, so that's that's just a different piece. That's a full zip, um, and it's hybridized as well. Is the Kutana for hot or cold weather? So I'll, I'll go at this again. So the Kutana is basically a fabric technology. It's our stretch woven nylon for durability, and um, Katana pieces are going to fall from super cold weather as we add them in based on when we need that durability from that fabric technology to super lightweight and great for early season hot weather like the Katana pad that we came out. Like anything that is Katana will be, you know, a stretch nylon fabric. Um, that's what, you know, the the attack or the all the other stuff we have is going to be uh, a stretch poly, the, the, <clears throat> the prime flex. And this is going to be the Prime Flex nylon, which is going to be you know, stretch, um, stretch woven nylon. And again, these these are pieces we're going to add in where you can use the durability on on and and where the fabric will enhance the performance. Okay. And so, does the thickness of the fabric change, Brendan? Uh, when you say it, you know, there's going to be some pieces that are for warm weather, some pieces that are for cold weather. It's the technology of the of the gear. Is it is it you know from warm to, to to cold weather to warm weather, is it thickness? Is that what makes the difference from warm to, to cold? It's it, the face fabrics can vary as well, you know, by weight. But it's it's really boils down to how to the build and construction. It's you know, again, these are all okay. This, you know, this is the combining different components in the right spot, different fabrics combining okay. with each other, different membranes. It just it just depends. Okay. Cutana or Pro Pant for archery elk in Eastern Oregon, dry, 25 to 60 degrees. Really depends on if you want knee pads or not. Um, the Pro Pro is certainly a bit heavier. Um, if it leans towards 25 degrees, I would lean towards the Pro. Um, but I, I'll say it again: you need both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arctic Red River, July 25th to August 5th. Uh, 15s, I think it says 15s or 65 millimeter, and Super Down Pro or Ultra. Okay, so he's wanting to know whether he takes his 15s or his spotting scope or and or the Super Down Pro or the Ultra. So that's the second hunt. Um, that'd be the second hunt in the NWT in July. Uh, it can be pretty warm at that time of year, it, and it really it so I'll address the Super Down Pro or Ultra to begin with. So the, our Ultra is our most packable down. It's half the weight of the Super Down Pro. It really depends on if you get really, really cold. Like if you're from Texas and you're like, man, if it gets 70, I'm already starting to freeze, you, I'd take the Pro. If you're trying to cut as much weight as possible and have a, an incredibly insulated down, waterproof down system with you, the Super Down jacket and pant, or the Ultra Down jacket and pant, I'd probably go with that. Um, but again, if you okay. know you run cold all the time, I would lean towards the Super Down Pro. Um, but usually in you know July, July 25th to August 5th, I mean that's you, you hopefully will run into some pretty good weather. And 15s or 65 millimeter, no doubt you need a scope. I would go the scope. I uh, yeah, I don't 
I don't. I I I packed fifteens as my neck carry on a stone sheep hunt once. It was just too much that glass to glass by hand, and uh, and a sixty five millimeter scope. They're, they're great. I actually take a ninety five, but I I would go with a scope because you know again you're talking counting rings and. The more powerful your scope is on a sheep hunt like that, the, the less you're going to have to walk. I mean, if you see a ram from a long ways away, the bigger your scope is, you know, you're not going to have to get as close to him to decide whether he's something you're going to go after or it's not a big enough ram to go after. Yeah, and uh, Brendan, back to the Super Down Pro and the Ultra. I mean, I'm from Arizona. I went on the Northwest Territories. I went to Arctic Red last year on the first hunt. I took the Super Down Pro jacket. Um, and, and yeah, I am one of those guys when it gets below, you know, 60, I'm, I'm thinking it's cold. Um, and I'm happy I did take the super down pro jacket. I think you could mix up and take the, uh, ultra pants, uh, and not necessarily need the, the, the pro pant. Um, but you know, if, if you're someone that gets cold easy, you know, why not carry just a smidge more weight and get the super down pro? Um, also Brennan, wouldn't you say, I mean, really watch that weather, um, you know, obviously it changes, but I mean, if you have nothing but just hot weather out in the forecast, that's kind of the answer to your question. But if you see storms and what have you, um, you know, that, that's something you could, you know, kind of dodge and weave as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, it's one thing that people overlook is actually watching the weather and what it's going to be like when you, when you're going there, like for example, I'm going a grizzly hunt here next Friday and it's been fifties and sixties. I've been watching it pretty close and it looks like it's going to be pretty warm. So I'm going to lean towards the warmer side and the extended 10 day forecast as we get close. I'll make some decisions right at the end. And you know, some of that too is like, if you take a 30 degree bag and you don't sleep that warm at night, um, with the super down pro, you know, you're obviously going to increase your, your fill of your, of your sleeping bag. Um, by quite a bit carrying that or you could take a heavier sleeping bag if you don't you know again if you sleep poorly at night you take a 15 degree bag in your ultra um you, you should be fine again it's just it's it's really just just using it even you know sleeping in your backyard in cold weather or just testing it out to see where you fall i mean i can there's, there's you know i've been on tons of sheep hunts you you've been on a few now we can we can give you all the advice we want but really the more experience that somebody has with how they run as far as exertion and how they run cold or anything like that, the, the better off the decisions you can make on what's best for you. I mean, my gear list is great for me, but it's, it, it's you know, if you take it uh, too literally based on what I like, uh, might might not work great for you. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what do you think about the liberal agenda poisoning the hunting community these days? That's not exactly a softball. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Brendan. <laughs> Could have yeah, warned you uh, on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I, I don't try to get too heavy into the politics, but, you know, yeah, as a company or personally, I look at like to look at each issue individually. Um, you know, again, we, we know exactly where we stand in our position as far as protecting rights of hunting, Second Amendment. Um, and, again, we always are, you know, science-based con- conservation including predator control you know that's one of the things right now that's get lost is there's some people want to protect grizzly bears or wolves or whatever i want, I want all of it science-based conservation science-based management um the experts that can control that stuff should be um whether it comes to predators or anything else they're all the exact same so i don't know if that answered that question but <laughs> <laughs> what's next right brendan what's the next question yeah okay. yeah What's the, what's the best Kuyu setup for hunting deer in tree stands? I guess it depends on the temperature. Um, we got a 
a lot of stuff that works incredibly in the early season. I, I would say if I, I, I'm just going to assume that he's talking for late season when it's really cold. Um, and again, I don't, I do sit out a lot when it's really cold, not in a tree stand, but, uh, I would say late season, I would say the, the super down pro jacket and pant with a axis jacket and pant over the top. Um, that, that'll, that'll get me down to way colder than I want to sit. Yeah. So, so just to be clear, though, you would put the insulation, you would have the access pant over the top of the Super Down Pro pant. So, in other words, the insulation is next to your body. It, it, it would depend, I guess, if you're bow I, I guess I was assuming you were bow hunting, need something a little bit tighter to keep out of your way. If, if not, if you're just sitting in a tree stand rifle hunting or whatever, Super Down Pro will go right over the top, get a little, you know, Shane Black, um, you know, the polar bear guys up there in the north, they wear a base layer, super down pro, and then a big outer layer um, on pretty much everything. I mean, like every single hunter okay. shows up with that, and they keep some pretty warm. I mean, you're talking 60, 70, 80 below, so, but. Yeah. Okay, will you be adding a tall version for your base layers? I'm 6'2", and the shirt tails are too short. We have adjusted uh, the links on some of the base layers based on some feedback, and uh, it depends on what piece you got when you got it. Um, but yeah, we've we've lengthened them. Okay. Uh, will we ever see the Northridge rain gear come in a solid color? Does it have pit zips? We do not have Northridge um, planned right now in a solid color, but it does have pit zips. Best rain gear for archery bull elk in Utah, Manti unit. I would probably say the Chugach. The Chugach is our quietest rain gear we make, um, and I would lean that way early season. Especially that's that's my go-to when I'm bow hunting. Uh, it's got more uh, more stretch than say the new Katana. It's definitely going to be quieter than the than the than the stretch nylon, and uh, I'd say the Chugach. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, strong fleece two ten versus two sixty. Is the hood the only difference, or is the 210 a lighter material? The 210, uh, so the hood is a difference, uh, but the 210 is a lighter material. They're both hybridized. Um, the, the 210, or the 260 is going to be considerably warmer than the 210. Um, and, and again, both are hybridized with the underarms uh, and the back where, you, where your pack would fit and, and breathability on the underarms. Um, the 210 is definitely a lighter fabric. Um, and again, we have a new mid-layer uh, um, line up on the on the Kuyu site that's going to kind of explain these better, but yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely lighter. Yep. Type of insoles for Scarpa Rebel K boots. I generally trade them out for Superfeed, or I'm, I'm, I've got a couple different types of insoles that I use. Um, a lot of it depends on your arch. I have really flat feet, so I I, I tend to try to not recommend people. Um, as far as what insoles they should go for, because they're really fitted for their feet. If you have a high arch, you wouldn't like the same ones I do. But uh, I do, I do pull the insoles on any boot I use. I pull the insoles and, and get a, a fitted insole or a, or a technical insole. Try a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean that's one of those things that you can really try a bunch and find what works best for your feet and see what your feet respond to. Wouldn't you agree, Brennan? Yeah, boots are a tough one. Um, I have exactly what I like. I love a, I love our boots. I love a synthetic boot because they don't stretch. I love how fast they dry out. But at the end of the day, your foot is 50% of the equation. I can, I believe we build 
the best sheep hunting boot on the planet. If it does not fit your foot, it's not going to be the best sheep hunting boot for you. So, again, it's just you got to try them. Um, feet, are, feet are one of those things. Can Kuyu, oh, you're going to love this one. Can Kuyu please make a turkey vest? Help me out, Jay. Turkey vest, Brendan. You know, maybe we'll have to task Jay with the with the design. You're you're far more experienced. I've shot a bunch of turkeys, but I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I believe I was wearing a vest while I did it too. But um, yeah, it's just you know, and again, there's there's lots of great uh, ideas out there and stuff that we could do down the road or whatever. But we're really focused on solving the problems in mountain hunting that that keeping with what our focus is. I mean, that's just something that we haven't uh, haven't dived into. But maybe. Uh, yeah, I guess bug Jay more. He'll have to draw one up. Brendan, taking that a step further, um, when you say you guys focus on mountain hunting, obviously you don't say that to offend people that are turkey hunting and say, oh, they don't want to build us a vest. Talk about the fact that, you know, from a company standpoint, and in, in order to keep a company healthy and keep a company profitable, you have to stick with the core values and principles of what you want to design uh, obviously, you build products for mountain hunting, and you want to make those products better, and you know focus on innovation. But there, you can't build everything, correct? I mean, you you have to kind of pick and choose your battles as to, you know, you can't go super wide. That's why you guys don't do waterfowl. That's why you, it's not saying you can't use kuyu on waterfowl. It's, you know, it's not why you have a huge, extensive women's line. All those different things you kind of have to stay focused in order to make the company strong, correct? Yeah, we have a plan. This stuff doesn't come, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, we are sticking to the, to the plan. Um, we, we, have, um, we have laid out what the focus is, um, where we want to innovate, where the technologies that we're coming up with can make the most improvements, and what we're the best at. I mean, and, and again, uh, let's just take the turkey vest, for example. I don't, like, is there... A, a huge innovation we can make in turkey vests that would make them far superior? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, we haven't focused on that. If, if we can make a huge improvement based on our business model and based on the technology and our partners and our designs, the stuff that we like, if we are an expert in that field and we feel like we can make an improvement, we, we have lots of stuff we develop that is just kind of the same that we don't come out with. Um, again, we're focused on, on solving problems. So wherever the problem lies, that's what, that's what we'll go after. But um, it's a plan in place right now, and we have, uh, you know, I, I think everybody thinks stuff happens faster as it needs to be. You know, you have to pick fabrics, you have to innovate, you, you try, push our partners to come up with new stuff and see where it fits and see what it's the best use is. And sometimes you test it and it's not, it doesn't work like you think it is, or sometimes it falls on top of something you already have that's that's better. Um, so, yeah, it just, it just boils into the plan. That's, the turkey vest is just not in our plan, and some of the other stuff, it's, I'm not saying we'll never do it, uh, it just doesn't fall on the plan right now. Okay. Uh, this question comes in uh, before you guys had the Mountain Academy. Will the Mountain Academy speakers' videos be uploaded to YouTube like last year, and will they be on Jay's podcast? They will be on Jay's podcast. They are coming soon, um, both YouTube and through Jay Scott, and we're uh, we're just pulling some clips and uh, and cleaning up some stuff on them. Um, Yes, yeah, uh, it was a. Speaking awesome of the Mountain event. Academy, wish, wish I could have made some, it. Yeah, I know. I was right in the middle of my turkey season, but I've had heard some awesome feedback from the speakers that you guys had, and it was a lot. Uh, lot. Remember the year before how hot it was? We did it in June, and it was just sweltering. I think it was like 108 that day. 
out there on the, out there on the asphalt under the tent. Yeah, we had a we had a great lineup. Uh, Greg McHale, Alan Bolin, and Randy Ulmer all spoke as well, and uh, it was it was awesome. It was really cool to uh, all of them. Obviously, were incredible, but uh, it was really cool having Randy Ulmer throw out a little bit of knowledge to everybody. Um, yeah, very very unique. So it was a it was a cool event. Awesome. Okay, when will the Tiburon? Uh, let's see. When will the Tiburon zip shirt be back in stock? So we have the full the full snap version of that shirt, um, which is the Tiburon snap shirt, is available right now. And then uh, the Tiburon zip shirt is discontinued. There's a we are doing a redesign in the works and going to improve it a lot. Um, you just have to wait. It's going to be towards the end of the summer. It's a it's a it's a it's a really impressive piece. So um, we've definitely improved that piece. Okay, uh, how does Kutana rain gear compare to Chugach? We've covered it uh, several times, so you might as well hit yep. it again. Yeah, more durable backpack rain gear. It's got more feature-rich. It's got pocketed pants, double chest pockets, um, newer membrane technology, um, which is designed to extend the life of the garment. Um, it's not going to be as quiet as the Chugach. And again, like if I'm bow hunting, I'm taking the Chugach. If I'm, you know, like what you guys did with Frank Sanders and that stuff, uh, out goat hunting, I'd probably go with the katana. It's just, it's got a hydrophobic membrane. It's probably going to dry a little faster if you do get it um, totally soaked. So the the katana is, um, but yeah, again, it's they're just it's two separate ultralight backpack options, um, based depending on what what you're looking for and the conditions you're going to be in. Any possibilities of a Tiburon hoodie, added concealment and UV protection? Question mark. Not a Tiburon hoodie, but yes, there is some stuff in the works. Uh, we have something really cool coming, uh, and that's about as much as I'm going to say about it. But yeah, we have some uh, uh, something far better than that in the works. Plans on upgrading bino harness, better attachment points when binos on a tripod. Again, you have to keep an eye out for the bino harness uh, as well, but better attachment point to the binos on a tripod. I'm not sure what that means. Well, I think what they're talking about is better attachment points when binos on a tripod. I think they're actually talking about so when you have your binos in a in the in the Kuyu chest pouch, uh, and then you're you know you're sitting there, they're on your chest, and you pop them up to put them on a tripod. I actually think the the way the little clips work, you just unclip those, and the clips stay on the binos, and now they're on the the uh, tripod. And then when you take your binos off the tripod, you put them in the pouch, and then you just re-clip. The shoulder straps obviously are over your shoulder, and you just clip them in. I actually think the attachments, from my perspective, they're actually sweet. Um, I really like them. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's male and female. I actually, depending on the length of male and female, I actually will clip them underneath so they're not flopping around. Um, but that's, that's why we designed it that way. You can unclip them and hand them over if your buddy wants a glass or put them on 15s or walk away from them. I, I'm not... Yeah. If he's got an idea that's uh, better than that, have him let me know. <laughs> yeah. Is the new Strong Fleece 210 in the same class as the Peloton 200, weight and warmth-wise? Yeah, so the, the 200 is a, is a true mid-layer, like in between base layer, mid-layer, soft-shell jacket, rain jacket, whatever it is. The, uh, the Strong Fleece are designed with, the, with um, they're our first mid-layer that has DWR water resistance and more durability on the face. If you're going to be wearing that piece primarily as, as your outer, um, it, again, it is a mid-layer, but um, if you're going to be, you know, using it 
as 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 your kind of like primary outer layer, then probably uh, you know you're, you're the the strong fleece is going to be is going to be better, but they're they're very similar. So Brendan, with this new strong fleece two ten, I mean, like you could have it on and kind of have your backpack and kind of be busting through some brush and what having it with the face on it. It's going to be it's not going to catch and pick more like a, a Peloton two hundred. It's going to be a little bit more durable. So you could actually wear that, you know, kind of going through brush and what have you. Yeah, yeah. The the durability in the face and the DWR, the water resistance, are the big difference in, in the uh, in the strong fleece. Okay. What is the noise level of the new strong fleece? Is it pretty silent still for bow hunting? Yeah, I would not hesitate to use it bow hunting whatsoever. And and again, it's uh, if you're doing a final stock, you know, the the durability and the and the water resistance going to give you a little. Uh, just a little bit more of a barrier as far as if it was your if your primary outer layer like finishing bow hunting, but yeah, it's not it's not any noisier. Uh, is the Kutana pretty much perfect for Sonoran coos deer hunting? Pretty much, yeah. Enhanced durability, uh, it's per perfect for that type of terrain. I'm going to give it the full rundown here this fall coming up, so we'll yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll report back. But uh, I'm excited about it. Okay, Brendan, how often do you replace your synthetic Scarpa boots? It depends on the amount of wear. Um, I think I figured it out. It's generally about 400 miles by foot. They're, they start to wear, you're pretty much done with them. Um, and again, it depends. Some guys get two years out of a boot. I, I have not had a boot in a long time that I got more than a sheep season out. So... Um, I replace them when I start when they st stop being waterproof and when I start losing traction. Really, like especially like the, kind of the hard edges when I start getting really really rounded, they uh, they get uh, delegated to the boot pile, which is becoming quite large for somebody who wants a um, some boots with missing traction in size 44. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying there's going to be a time and place when Lucas is going to have a little window there where he's going to be able to wear a bunch of shoes, uh, a bunch of boots for a while. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I don't know, as fast as his feet are growing, probably not. <laughs> uh, okay, here's a question. How does the Kutana line compare for warmth, breathability, durability, and layering ability? And just to, something I've learned since we've already, you know, been doing this podcast is it's not exactly the Kutana line. It's Kutana technology. So it's a whole new technology. It's not like a line like the Peloton line, you know, or the Merino wool line or, you know, the, the, the uh, Super Down Pro. It's, it's, it's a technology, right? Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a stretch nylon fabric technology. Um, and, and like I said, it's going to fall where we feel that durability, that the durability of stretch nylon is going to enhance what we already have or pieces that uh, need that durability. Um, that's where we'll put it in. So we'll, I mean, we have some cold weather stuff coming later all the way to super hot weather. So it just depends on where that particular fabric will perform better than, um, than anything else. And just to reiterate something else that you had said where it's stretch, but it's not using uh, elastic. Yeah, spandex is what they put in, in nylon to give a stretch. And, and what that does is it increases the weight. It makes it heavier. Uh, it absorbs water, makes it hard. It, fa it, it dries out far less fast. Um, it picks up bacteria when it holds moisture, which makes it 
you know, smellier, potentially grows bacteria. Again, it's the technology we have is without spandex, stretch nylon, so it dries faster. <clears throat> it's going to be more durable. Um, it's really just an innovation through through the technology and the fabric. There, there are ways to put stretch in nylon, but not that enhanced performance. Okay. Let's say it says, Jay, I've been looking at the Yukon rain gear and was planning to purchase in June. I wanted to wait and see what they're coming out with, and now the Kutana has me confused. What are the differences between the two? I'm going to BC late September for a moose and mountain goat hunt. It's actually a fairly difficult question. Cause I, I was going to say, if, if he had said, I'm going BC late September for moose, I would say Yukon. You're probably either horseback or um, and going to be living in that stuff. Late September, going to get some terrible weather. Um, the backpacking element, like uh, as far as mountain goat hunt, would make me lean towards the Katana rain gear. The, 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 it depends on the hunt. Um, but if you're going to be needing a setup, you know, obviously this guy's talking about durability. Those are our two most durable rain gear. Um, options. Uh, if you want a backpack set, I uh, would go with the Katana. If it's something that you're probably going to be wearing the whole time, you want something that's absolutely bomber um, as your primary outer layer, I would go with the Yukon. And again, just a and, little more detail. And we could, we could yeah, and reading about. into this question too, Brennan, I would speculate that the moose hunt was going to take place and then they'd go hunt mountain goat or vice versa. So he might have the option to take both use the Yukon on the moose hunt and then use the Kutana on the mountain goat hunt? Yeah, it depends. I mean, if it's a horseback hunt, it depends if it's a lake-based hunt. Like, the, moose hunting happens in a lot of different areas. Uh, sheep hunting, or uh, excuse me, goat hunting generally happens with a backpack on, so um, I guess it just depends yeah. on the hunt. But bo both great options. Again, if you're going to be primarily carrying your rain gear, I would lean towards Katana. It's obviously lighter. Um <clears throat> If you're going to be wearing it 24-7, I would go towards the Yukon. Okay. Currently running Sitka Ascent line for early season hunts, and it's just too warm for me to wear in August, September. Does Kuyu have anything lighter slash more breathable than Sitka's Ascent line, pants especially? Yeah, the Tiburon. Uh, it is the lightest, most breathable pant in hunting period and anywhere that I know of. I don't, I've, I look at a lot of outdoor brands as well as far as, uh, I don't, there's not really anything out there that would compare. Um, so yeah, the Tiburon pant, I've worn it to, I think it was 116 degrees when I shot my desert sheep in Mexico. And, uh, that's about as hot as this guy can exist. So it's, uh, <laughs> it would definitely be lighter and more breathable than what you're talking about. And that particular pant you're talking about, again, you're, the Tiburon, you're talking stretch without elastic. It won't become fatigued. Some of those pants that have heavy stretch to them that have a high <clears throat> spandex, elast elastomers or whatever content in them, they, they become fatigued. They start to hang off you because that, that elastic becomes stretched out. And after a couple of days, they're, you know, four sizes bigger. That's not going to happen with the Tiburon pants. I have seen a few pictures, let's see, I've seen a few pictures of people wearing a Tiburon hat. Not sure if it was an older product, but any chance your hat's being made of the same fabrics as the shirt and pants? We did have a Tiburon hat for a while, um, and I can't remember exactly why we discontinued it. Um, we are work, uh, our, we have a FlexFit 
FlexFit Air Mesh hat right now that has very similar fabric on it um, and very similar as far as breathability. Um, and we're looking at uh, we're looking at using the uh, Tiburon in a, in a different hat on the road here. Okay, Brendan, uh, I've got a question. Brendan's archery elk bow setup, does anything change when going after big bears? So I think there's two-part question. What is your archery elk setup, and then did it change when you went after the brown bear? It did not change after the brown bear, so it's the same setup. I'm shooting a, uh, <clears throat> a Hoyt uh, RX3 right now. I'm shooting 400, and I, I'll just go through my grizzly setup that I'm going in a week. Um, I'm shooting a 490-something grain arrow with a 185-grain uh, Valkyrie broadhead, uh, really heavy weight forward setup. I'm shooting 72 pounds. <clears throat> you know, the thing about big bears and elk, elk are hard to kill. Like, big bears, are, they, they have fairly thin skin. If you hit them good, they pretty much are done. Um, I'm I haven't killed everything in North America, but I think elk probably have the strongest will to live of any animal that I've ever hunted. I think elk are about as hard to kill as just about anything. So I have a separate sheep set up um, when I'm hunting doll sheep or any other antelope, a lot of other different stuff. When I travel, I basically have two setups. One is a little faster um, setup, the same deal, 72 or 74 pounds. Um, I shoot a little lighter arrow, but something just a little more flatter shooting. But when it comes to elk and bears and big stuff like that. Elk are just about as hard to kill as anything out there. So I, uh, I, uh, I keep it, I keep the bear, my big, my big heavy bone tough to kill animal setup is, uh, is the same as the brown bear. Uh, Brendan, speaking about elk being tough to kill, um, let's just, I want to take this question just a little step further. Uh, I've got a question the other night about front on, uh, elk shots. Uh, and I'm just curious your thoughts on a front-on frontal shot on an elk? Well, it's actually something I don't really deal with a lot because I don't call at all for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> so I, I think that's really something that when you're calling and you're calling stuff into yourself, I mean, I rarely get in that situation. Um, I think these new the, the, the setup that I'm shooting right now would probably um, have, you know, power right through one. Uh, Jason killed a big bull with me three years ago, shot it head on it. 30 yards and it was dead as fast as any animal i've ever seen i mean hit it perfectly right where the neck the dark meets the light um buried it shot clean through them and that was as fast as i've ever seen an elk die um i i really don't end up in a lot of a lot of situations where the front on shot is 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 what it's presented to me because i just don't call um <clears throat> but again if you're if you're confident in that shot um and you've got the experience to make it and you know exactly where to put it uh dead's dead um but as, as far as like is that a preferred shot or whatever like so i just don't have a ton of experience i've heard guys talk about how many they've killed head on and all that stuff i don't know i i prefer broadside they they die hard for me good answer uh please give detailed overview of best application for kutana line and what it replaces um kind of went through all that but as far as what it replaced it doesn't replace anything it's uh it is a it is a durable um it's a durable technology that is that we're going to add to uh to fill in the holes in our line like we have we have some places we want to add products that we feel that you can use during your season whether it's colder weather or warmer weather or specific applications it's uh we're going to use we use that technology to and those pieces those <clears throat> the stuff that we're innovating on to fill in the line um, 
so you can use it. You know, the goal is, you know, negative 50 to 120, and uh, and some of these pieces will fall all the way in there. Uh, it just depends on what we're where we feel like we can uh, we can improve performance. Is the Kutana hybrid jacket going to be offered with a hood? Not at this time. Uh, we just came out with the, the Hyloft Strong Fleece 260 hoodie, um, which is our newest hood edition, and uh, pretty happy with that 3DFX um, hybrid jacket, and uh, I, don't, I don't see that coming anytime soon. Brendan, the uh, last question here. Um, how has Brendan's role changed after the loss of Jason? Yeah, more more softballs. Oh. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> sorry I, to get a little heavy on way. you. Yeah, no, I, I put it this way that like it has been a super difficult year. Um, it, it, not just my role; everybody's role has changed. I, I, I tell everyone like everything has changed and nothing has changed. Um, the focus of our company and our mission is exactly the same as it's always been. So there has been a lot of change from you know obviously the loss of Jason is an, an, an incredibly tough deal. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, nothing's changed. We are we are extremely focused as a company um, at the task at hand, and that is relentless innovation, improving products, taking care of our customers, all the stuff Jason believed in. Um, as far as like the roles, Jason's wife Kirsten has been a, a, an incredible owner now, and uh, she's empowered everybody at the company to keep the focus on the things that that make Kuyu great. Um, and again. A lot's changed, but nothing's changed. Innovation, customer service, solving the problems. Um, that, that's been cool. I have an uh, amazing partner at the company, co-CEO, Melissa, who um, is a – Jason hired both of us at the same time. It's a tremendous situation for the company because we have a, a completely different and complementary skill set uh, in, the, in the areas that we focus on in, in each role. So, um, And then, you know, at the end of the day, we have an incredible team at Kuyu. Really, the secret to the success of Kuyu from the beginning has been the people. You know, every department has the people that are the best field, the best at their field. Um, you know, everyone has taken on a bigger role. Everyone cares more. Um, you know, we're we're here to carry on the legacy and keep the focus on innovation and technology and our customers, just like it's always been. Um, as far as me, like a lot more travel. 90-something airplanes this year, but, um, you know, again, like I say, a lot's changed and not much has changed. Um, at the end of the day, we know everyone's watching. Um, we're more focused than ever, and, uh, yeah, we're not going to let anybody down. Well, I'm uh, happy to hear you say that, and uh, I know Jason is proud of, of what you guys have done over the last year and the focus that you've uh, maintained and the rest of the people at the company and it just goes to show you know Jason surrounded himself with incredible people and uh, Jason's gone but uh, you know his legacy lives on and uh, you guys are doing an amazing job to stay laser focused and um, focus on innovation which you guys do a phenomenal job at so I want to commend you for that I also want to thank you for spending time uh, in your busy schedule coming on and answering uh, customers' questions. I know that uh, they get a lot of value out of hearing directly from you, uh, the head of the company, and I know you speak for a lot of the people there to you, and you've got a great team, and um, to be able to come on and take on these, uh, you know, uh, somewhat tedious questions on some of them and try and speak directly to the customer, it just uh, speaks volumes for 
you know, what you guys are doing. Um, you know, Jason would be very proud of you answering all these questions and uh, keeping the customer uh, first and foremost uh, in the company's, you know, headlights and, and keeping it right there in front of what you guys are doing. So awesome job well, with thanks, that. Thanks, I'm sir. excited to hear about the grizzly bear hunt uh, coming up. Um, what else do you have on your plate uh, moving forward after you get back from the grizzly bear hunt? No, thanks, Jeff. <clears throat> really appreciate that, and obviously we appreciate your support. And I would say, you know, anybody about these questions, the more specific you can get, and if I don't answer a question correctly because we just kind of roll through them pretty quick, um, it's kind of informal, um, send in a question to customer service at kuyu.com, uh, brendanb at kuyu.com, if somebody wants to get to me directly, um, we'll get the question answered if, if, if they need it. Um, so uh, on that note, but... Yeah, I have a grizzly hunt with Lance coming up. Uh, I leave next Friday. Um, it's uh, Obviously, last year was a brown bear, so this year I'm hunting grizzly bear um, with a bow. Really, really excited about that. And uh, it's been haven't been in the woods that much in the last nine months. I'm really looking forward to kind of unplugging all the technology and getting out in the field and just kind of hanging out with the, you know, with, with the guys. So it's going to be going to be pretty fun. And then I have two, two sheep hunts this summer, one in the Northwest Territories in July. Uh, archery doll sheep hunt and then one uh, really looking forward to on the on the Hawkins Glacier and with Ultima Thule in, in August so um, all the stuff this fall so got a busy year coming up really ready to uh, ready to get back to doing the, the fun stuff awesome man well have fun with Lance uh, that's always just a, you know hanging out with him and his crew is always fun I had such a great time with them on the doll sheep hunt in the Chugach last year and uh, good luck with the rest of the draws coming out with some of the different stuff. Uh, and uh, can't wait to see the picture of the grizzly bear. And pretty cool to get a brown bear and a grizzly bear. Um, pretty dang neat. Uh, so uh, keep, up, keep up the great work there at Kuyu. And uh, look forward to all the new stuff uh, coming out uh, that you mentioned. And um, it's always great to see uh, you guys just pushing forward. So um, God bless, buddy. And uh, we'll... We'll get another list of questions uh, here in another couple weeks to a month and uh, sit you down, uh, get to hear about the grizzly bear hunt and cover some more to you questions. All right, man. Thanks, Jay. I really appreciate it. And like I said, anybody has any questions that we didn't answer or whatever, um, we have a tremendous customer service team at Kuyu. Just call in, write in, send a smoke signal, whatever you got to do. We, we'll, we'll get those questions answered. Great, buddy. Take care. Yeah, thanks, Jay.